At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Welcome into the program. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Jonathan Von Tobel. We are live in downtown Las Vegas, Circa Sportsbook at the Resort and Casino here. Your spot is always in uh, Brad Powers, college football handicapper. And uh, Big Better coming up on the show in about five minutes. What he likes overall with uh, some of these week one numbers that were recently released. NBA, after last night, we're going to get a game six, obviously, in Atlanta. As uh, the Hawks are hosting the Bucks, and uh, they are one, one and a half point favorites. And the total is around 216 or 216 and a half. And right now I'm seeing adjusted NBA future prices. The Suns minus 175 now, down from uh, higher than $2 yesterday. The Bucks are plus 180. And the Hawks are now 12 to 1. And so you, in the, in the first hour of the show today, you were saying that um, if this number comes down again, mm-hmm. right, if Giannis is ruled out and the number keeps coming down, you will bet the over again because it makes him sense defensively of where these teams are at. Yeah, it might it might not seem like it makes sense. Like, best team, best guy, leading scorer, right? Yeah. Hey, he's out. Why would you bet this over? But they suffer so much defensively, especially when Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton are out there. To have an offensive or a defensive rating with Giannis on the floor of 109 to 118.8 when he is off the floor with Middleton and Holiday out there, that is something that another team can exploit. And sure enough, over the last two games, just about 39% from three for the Atlanta Hawks, especially in that second half after he goes down. They go on a 12-2 run. They exploit that defense as well. And to give the Bucs credit, their offense is still really solid without him, right? An offensive rating of 119. 
So those two things together, as I wrote about yesterday, I think you can really make the case, especially if Trey Young plays, that you should bump this total up as opposed to down if Giannis Antetokounmpo is not going right, to play out right. there in that game. And they were playing at a nice pace last night, too. Right. You know? So uh, how about this uh, from StatMuse, one of my favorite follows on uh, all of Twitter, at StatMuse. <laughs> one of the greatest streaks in NBA history came to an end. A former teammate of Shaq's had made 30 straight, uh, 37 straight NBA Finals. With Rondo eliminated the other night, the streak is now over. That is so weird. <laughs> That's such an odd streak. Like, in terms of just the randomness of it. Because was it... Um, goes back to 1984. Right. And who is the former... There's a former LeBron teammate that made it to, like, eight straight NBA Finals as well. Well, was it uh, wasn't it the guy who won Executive of the Year? Oh, James, Phoenix, you're right. James yeah, Jones. Yeah, yeah. You're right, yeah. It, it's, it, that's, uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Rondo. I, didn't, I forgot that they had been teammates as well. How is that possible? Right. Well, I guess Shaq did move around he, quite a bit. He played on a lot of teams, and he was in the league for a while. So, And he did go play, play with LeBron for a little bit, right. obviously. So that helps extend the streak. But, sure. I mean, that's 37 straight. Is. From 1984 until last year? That's insane. Come on. That's that's a lifetime. That's more than I have been alive. That is seven years longer than I have been alive. You know, that's again. I, I think that kind of speaks to the lack of parity in general overall, though, that the NBA's had over the last 35, 40 years. Well, and that's a good point, right? Because LeBron makes it all those years. You yeah. get the Warriors in the like. Yeah, that's a really good point with that too. Yeah, I wonder during the Spurs years when they would win it, mm-hmm. whose former teammates were. Yeah, let's go back and look on those rosters. Ori was Ori on some of those Spurs teams. I think so. Yeah. Okay, and then in the Eastern Conference as well. Anyway. Yep. Uh, that's that's really wild when you stop to think about it. Up next, college football expert and handicapper Brad Powers is going to join the show. Week one numbers are now available. We'll find out who he likes in that week coming up next. This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Milwaukee Bucks cover as a four and a half point favorite in beating the Hawks, one twenty-three to one twelve. Total two thirteen went over at two thirty-five. Bucks up three games to two. Game six Saturday, State Farm Arena in Atlanta. Hawks laying one, the total 216. Game three of the NHL Stanley Cup final at the Bell Center tonight. The Tampa Bay Lightning another 28 favorite at Montreal plus 118. Five under the total. Exact series result, the favorite is a Tampa Bay sweep by two to one. David Thompson, 963, the clubhouse leader, the Rocket Mortgage Classic Detroit Golf Club. He is now 14 to one to win the tournament. If you're betting on golf this summer, VSIN has everything you need. Each week, the VSIN golf experts review the players, course conditions, matchups, and odds to give you their analysis on the best bets for every tournament on the Long Shots podcast. Go to VSIN.com slash golf to find our golf betting data and analysis today. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest VSIN odds at VSIN.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. Time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. Baseball season, it's in full swing, so it's a perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day. Our VEASAN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com slash MLB and our daily members-only best bets emails. Now is the time to start your free trial and take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at VEASAN.com slash MLB. Subscribe. Week one 
numbers in college football were recently released, JVT. Can we say that college football is right around the corner? What do we got, like seven weeks left? Yeah. In that neighborhood? Like it. If it's next month, it's around the corner to me. Okay, that sounds about right. Maybe get a vacation in here yep. or there. You know, you come back, it's going to be August. Uh, our next guest, Brad uh, Powers, joins the program now, college football expert, better. You know what? He probably knows the exact amount of days that we have until. <laughs> right. Brad, do you? Do you know exactly how many days we have until college football? I think we're in the 50s uh, somewhere. I think 57, but don't quote me on that one. Okay. But yeah, we're, we're getting there. By the way, before we're going to talk to you a lot about like week one, some of your biggest upgrades, downgrades. Um, how many at this point of the game? Anything that you have, week one bets, regular season win totals, uh, games of the year, uh, other futures that you might have to win it all or Heisman. How many bets do you think you have at this point of the game? A hundred, uh, right around a hundred. So that, that that's a little bit more than usual for me, but maybe it's because I didn't. You know, the last year at this time, I might have had like ten. Yeah. Uh, because of, of such uncertainty with COVID. Uh, but, you know, the kudos, I mean, it's more of a kudos to the sports books right. for, for getting all the season win totals. You know, the South Point putting up conference season win totals. Uh, I think that played a, a part in why I have so many bets. And then, you know, here we are in early July, and, I, you know, I got 25 week one bets already. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. It's in 100 overall. I thought you were actually joking at first with 100, but uh, definitely not. Uh, it, so you put so much time into this sport year-round, and the offseason, it never stops. So here we are now in July. Is there a team or two that it doesn't matter what you do, how much you read, how much you listen to, who you talk to, you can't put your finger on it, you can't figure them out? Oh, wow. It's probably the team that that I have the biggest upgrade on uh, just because they've been on two different paths the last two years, two different ends of the spectrum, I should say. That's LSU. I mean, historically great. In 2019, one of the best teams ever. And then last year, historically inexperienced. I mean, by the end of the season, I think they only had one starter left from the, the 22 starters who played Clemson in the national championship game, and they had to fight, claw, and scratch just to get the 500. I upgraded LSU more than any other team, double digits compared to what my power rating was at the end of uh, last season. I think the whole world's going to be on them against UCLA in week one. But I'm hesitant in laying even a, a relatively short number just because I don't necessarily trust Ed Orgeron. I know they're going to be improved. I'm just not sure how much it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to go back to last summer for a second, as long as uh, you brought them up. Uh, if I recall correctly, didn't you have LSU as your biggest downgrade last year, but they were still a top-five team, and that's because their 2019 power rating was absolutely to the moon? That, that's exactly right. So I had at this time last year, I think LSU downgraded a couple of touchdowns. And because they were historically great in, in 2019, that, yeah, I still had them uh, right around number five. And obviously that was still way too high. I think by the end of the season, uh, and keep in mind that, you know, I, they got an upgrade, uh, you know, after the Florida and Old Miss games at the end. But there was a point in the season where I would have had LSU 2019 about a four-touchdown favorite over 2020 LSU. Oh, right. man. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> so then you'd have 2019 favored by, by how many over this year's LSU team? Uh, it's still going to be about in the two-touchdown range. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're certainly improved, but uh, they're not all the way back. So my expectations for LSU is what's going to be the truth of this year's team. I look towards 
you know, what they were in the first couple of years under Ed Orgeron, a 9-4, and 10-3 and three type of team. Okay, that makes a lot more sense, obviously. If they're your biggest upgrade, who's your biggest team or the team that you downgraded the most? It's Buffalo, uh, and almost all of the downgrade is post-spring. I mean, this is a, a team that lost their entire coaching staff after spring ball. Most of the, the staff went with Lance Leopold to Kansas, who got hired after spring. And then the new coach comes in from Michigan. So he was it's not like they you know, promoted an assistant from within the program. They hired outside the program, took a Michigan assistant. And usually when, when you get a situation like this, uh, he'll keep a couple of assistants around just for familiarity with the players and whatnot. No, he, didn't, he decided not to, 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 to take any of the, 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 the assistants with him. So an entirely different coaching staff. And then on top of it, Buffalo has lost 10 guys in their two deep uh, since spring to the transfer portal. Most of them went to Kansas, but 10 guys out of 22 have left. So, you know, Buffalo right now, I downgraded double digits. The only team in the country I've downgraded double digits. So we see a win total of Buffalo up on the screen right now of about seven and a half. Would that be relatively high given all of the changes for that team? Yeah, I certainly lean under, but keep in mind that line, it's already been bet into. That line opened eight and a half. Yeah. So, I mean, the betters are on top of this uh, in fading Buffalo. But, yeah, I would still lean under. My current power ratings would say Buffalo is a seven and five team. This year. Okay. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, college football analyst, handicapper, better. Uh, Brad Powers, our guest. What is your favorite bet or two that you made then for week one? UCLA uh, is in week zero, actually, against Hawaii. I laid nine. It's up to 14. So it doesn't take too much money to, to move these. Uh, but, uh, you know, I still would lay 14. My number 17. So it's a rare instance where I thought the number was off more than a touchdown. If you're talking to me in October, that's almost never the case where I find a line that I think is off a touchdown. But I think the mispricing is, is UCLA just being undervalued. I know they had a losing record last year, but the four losses that UCLA had, I mean, were by a combined 15 points. We're literally talking about a team that you change a couple plays around. Uh, I think their power rating w- w- would be a lot higher, and a lot more people would be talking about UCLA. With 20 returning starters, it's by far Chip Kelly's best team that he's had. And you keep, keep an eye on them. Again, I, I expect the, public, the number one public play in week one to be LSU. Uh, I-, I-, I think UCLA can win that game outright. Okay. Wow. Very strong. By the way, do you like Chip Kelly as a coach? Great question. Uh, <laughs> mixed feelings. I mean, obviously, extremely uh, profitable uh, 10 years ago at Oregon, uh, but uh, he's left a lot to be desired. I mean, he's had ups and downs. I mean, was pr- actually pretty decent in Philadelphia's first couple of years, and then that didn't end well, and obviously the 49ers wasn't good, and he's 10-21 and 21 straight up at UCLA so far, so He's been uh, a little bit underwhelming so far at UCLA, but if he's going to do it, it'll be this year. I love the, I like the talent level. I love the experience for the Bruins. I'll tell you this, Brad. If there was any coach, and maybe his time was going to be up at some point anyway, if there's any coach that could have stayed at one program for a long time, to me it would have been Chip Kelly at Oregon. I just I love what he did to that program. I thought, I mean, they were must-watch television. It was a top-five team in the country every single year. The facilities there are as good as any. And the, the jury, all, everything about that football program I loved, and I wish he would have stayed there. I'm sure he thinks he might not uh, publicly admit it, but uh, I'm sure he that that thought process has come across to his mind here in the last couple of years. Yeah, I'm curious. Last night on Chip Kelly, like how much do you think Brad? It's like the game has caught up with him. He was so innovative with the way that he ran his offense in those years mm-hmm. at Oregon, but football is so much more like that now. 
Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, he was innovative, uh, cutting edge, and now every, I mean, it's a copycat uh, league, uh, whether it's college football or the NFL. And, and yeah, I think the game's caught up to him. Although, you know, he's, look, I mean, this year's everything. I mean, this will tell us if he's still got any fastball or not left in him mm-hmm. this year. Again, I think more people, you change two plays in UCLA season a year ago, I don't think people would be as down on Chip Kelly as, as what they are right now. I think that's totally fair. You like another game featuring a uh, Pac-12 team, Washington State against Utah State? Yeah, Washington State, I laid 11 and a half. It's up okay. to 15. I'd still lay the 15. Another game where I thought actually the point spread might have been off 10 points in this instance. And a theme of mine, a lot of my bets, five or six of them, I bet on second-year coaches because I thought – uh, first-year coaches last year were completely behind the eight ball. No spring practices during a COVID season. No, obviously, Washington State's got a second-year coach. I like Nick Rolovich a lot. Did great job at Hawaii. And in the second year of Washington State, I mean, moving away kind of from Mike, I don't think people realize going from the air raid to kind of a run-and-shoot offense sounds similar but they're not. So I expect Washington State to be much improved in the second year. Utah State's got a first-year coach. We're a bottom-10 team nationally. They'll be improved this year, but, again, I thought that number was off 10 points. So Washington State, even at the current number of 15, I'd lay it with the Cougars. Okay. Any other numbers available in Week 1 that might not be so far off from where they opened up that you still maybe recommend or you don't mind? Yeah, I'd lay 13 with Rutgers, and I know I'm taking a lot of chalky favorites here, but uh, I really like what she – you talk about a first-year coach that I loved what he did in year one. It was Greg Schiano at Rutgers. Uh, I mean, they were they won three Big Ten games. That was as many as they won in the previous four years combined. And then on top of that, I thought they were competitive in every single game. They could have they had a winning record, lost to Michigan in three overtimes, could have won that game, could have beaten Illinois. I mean, they were one of the most improved teams, if not the most improved offense in the country. Temple's really behind. You talk about inexperience. Uh, they're still Temple's gone from a team that, that's full caliber to bottom 15 nationally. So I don't like Temple on the other side of that bet. Rutgers, I, I think, is going to be even more improved in year two under Shiano. I'll lay the 13 right now. I think it's good up to 17. Okay. By the way, a very big day in uh, college athletics earlier this week, yep. right? They, they passed the... Um, name, image, likeness, so athletes across like Division One sports, and even beyond that, actually, can now endorse products, they can get paid. Have you had any time at all to wrap your head around this and what this might mean? For college basketball, I mean, already, that's going to be insane. For college football, what do you think it means? I think locker rooms, uh, you know, I'm concerned about that. I think that the locker rooms that are buttoned up, it won't be a factor. Uh, the mature locker rooms where there's not jealousy and all that involved, I think the, the ones that have poor culture, you're, you're going to see, you know, <laughs> get players, individual players. I mean, how, why is he making so much more money than, than I am? Yep. I think it could fracture locker rooms. But, you know, is it affecting my 2021 college football betting right now? No, it isn't. But I think there's going to be some opportunity to make some money maybe later in the season where we see fractured locker rooms. And maybe it's like a Louisville team from year, uh, several years ago with Bob Petrino's last season where, I mean, they couldn't adjust the lines down enough on a uh, completely fractured locker room. So I think there'll be some opportunity to make some money uh, in the betting markets. But right now, if, you, if I had to guess what's going to happen five, six years from now, rich will get richer, uh, poor will get poor. It's just going to further the gap in college football. Tell you what, Brad, if I'm in the Auburn locker room, I'm looking around going, really, Bo Nix, Milo Sweet Tea? 
given the way that he's played the last two years, <laughs> let's go. I mean, come on, I deserve more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear you on that one. Bo Nix uh, needs to focus on you know his downfield uh, inaccurate inaccurate passes more than he does uh, sipping some sweet tea. Yeah, you know that's I totally agree with everything you said. By the way, it's it's a couple of great angles. Uh, you can maybe sense a fractured locker room at some point. Like, you're exactly right. Jealousy will step in. Why is this guy getting, you know, the players who have the, I guess, you know, if they have 100,000, 500,000 followers on Instagram and TikTok or whatever, and suddenly they're making money hand over fist, and other guys are like, a left tackle is, he's got 1,000 followers on Twitter, and it's most family and friends or whatever, and he's making nothing. He's like, okay, I'm going to go and block for this. I, I, you know, I'm probably reaching here, but I think at mm-hmm. some point you can see the jealousy maybe, ste- you know, seeping into the locker rooms. Certainly, and especially, uh, you know, you're, you're talking about, you know, mid-range Power 5 program or a Group of 5 team. I think that'll seep in more than your programs that are buttoned up like in Alabama. I think, you know, the, uh, when you've got a guy like Nick Saban, it's not, it's not going to be an issue for the Crimson Tide. And, and I'll just say, generally speaking, if you're a first or second round type of NFL draft prospect, you know, d- don't focus so much on the sponsorships right now in college. Do your job, take care of business, and you're going to be a multi-millionaire within a couple of years at the NFL level. So, Brad, you mentioned all the bets that you've made. Was there a team or teams, you know, you've talked about the teams you have upgraded or downgraded. Was there a team or teams at the market and all the odds makers were consistently high on that you were much lower on when you saw all of these numbers that are out there? Uh, a team that I faded uh, quite a bit, whether it be uh, you know a season win total or, or even uh, a week one bet is uh, you know I have faded Northwestern a little bit, and I know yeah he's done a great job there, but you're talking about a Northwestern team that was you know one of their best seasons that they've had in recent memory a year ago. I mean played Ohio State for for the Big Ten championship, now historically inexperienced. I mean Northwestern had a couple guys taken in the first round. Of the draft, first time that's happened. Northwestern was a team that, that I faded week one. I took Michigan State plus seven and a half. And if you can shop real hard and maybe find that one, I faded Northwestern in, in that game. BYU is another team. I didn't necessarily fade them in week one against Arizona, but but I have faded BYU quite a bit. That's another team that I significantly downgraded from last season. Duly noted. Follow Brad on Twitter. He is at Brad Power Seven. He's dynamite on, on uh, college football. Brad, as always, a pleasure talking to you. Happy July 4th weekend, and uh, let's catch up again down the road. All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me on, guys. There you go. So much good information there. I think he's right, though, too. Down the road uh, with the NIL Mm -hmm. getting approved this week for athletes. Um, I think the rich are going to get richer and the poor are going to get poor. I really believe that's what's going to happen. And this also tells, you know, 14-year-old kids, 15-year-old kids, even younger than that, parents might might not like this idea. But the sooner and the better you become operating on these social media platforms, yep. the more followers you get, that's only going to help you out in three, four, five years when you're in college. I and mean, let's be honest. The most important thing here, it's not that the players are getting paid. It's that EA Sports is bringing back NCAA football. It's a big deal. Oh. It's a really big deal. Oh, I can't wait. Yep. For the most part, I gave up video games in my mid-20s. That's one of the games that I stuck with. Oh, yeah. You have a bunch you of buddies, to. you start teams, you recruit all oh. oh, the leagues, dynasties, yes. Better come back the same. That's all you have to say. There was an LSU gymnast who was really making the, right? Did you see the stories yes. written about her yesterday? Yep. She's like got like a million, she's going to kill it at LSU. Anyway, as a surprise to nobody, several teams are interested in trading for this finals MVP. How this would shift the power in the league yet again. Next.
Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare we are the voice of nascar the green flag is in the air and we are underway the great american race the motor racing network NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes, Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Money live from the OddsTrader.com studio at Circa Resort and Casino. OddsTrader.com. Download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info that you need. What'd you make of this story? Kevin O'Connor wrote it at uh, the Ringer. Big fan of KFC. Oh, uh, KFC is awesome. He's, he's very the analysis. Good. You know, you know, I like matchup analysis. All those things. He's great. NBA uh, writer over there. So in his story about Kawhi Leonard, he wrote that uh, the Mavericks and Heat plan to make a hard push to get Leonard, according to sources. The Knicks will also pursue any superstar that becomes available. We all know that already, obviously. Um, So what do you think actually happens with Kawhi? And I know that we're going to have this, uh, you know, it's the summer of NBA offseason, man. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be every single day with where is this guy going to go? Where is he going to go? 
He just bought a $17 million house in the Palisades. You think Kawhi's going to come back to the Clippers? Imagine if he doesn't come back right. after what they gave up to acquire Paul George. Would, oh, man. Uh, at his behest, too, right? Yes, he tells right. Him, I am not coming unless you go get another star. Yeah. And, like, the heat tie, right, is the fact that Jimmy Butler was one of the guys that he yeah. tried to recruit uh, in the year that he went to the Los Angeles Clippers. He's got a tie with a guy in the Mavericks front office. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you this. Like, I, I, I planned on making a hard push to become a millionaire by the time I was 30. Mm-hmm. I'm 30 and I'm not. So I think just because there's a plan to make a push doesn't mean it's going to happen. And we, we talked a little bit about this the other day. This is a team that was two wins away from the NBA Finals this year, a series that was perfectly winnable when you look at games two and four the way it went down. Kawhi Leonard is the difference maker on that team. If he's healthy, I'm sorry, they win that series against the Phoenix Suns. Why would you leave that situation? And I I would think that all plans where he wanted to live in L.A., he likes living in the city, he's not going to the Lakers, right, and playing off-ball with LeBron and being like a third, second. That's not going to happen. I'm, I am. I was even confident that had this gone awry to a certain extent, like losing to Utah, maybe not Dallas, but losing to Utah, he's still coming back. But regardless, I think that you're going to find that Kawhi Leonard comes back. Now the team looks around him is another question, but I think you're getting Kawhi back in the Clippers uniform. Sure. Let's say a deal is made mm-hmm. somehow, and however that goes down, right? And the Mavericks acquire Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Could be a sign and trade. Could be you know whatever. Will people jump the gun completely? And say, oh my God, Luca and Leonard playing together, they have to be the favorites to come out of the West or the second best team in the West. Will, will they automatically become a little overrated or will it be like, yeah, on paper, they are as good as any team in the NBA? No, I think that you could have the potential of that team being really overrated because just from a style perspective, right? Luca is so ball dominant. Absolutely. And you saw it, especially in this postseason, like how the offense just kind of bogged down. With him, and you shouldn't say Bogdan because they were really good, but you know what I mean. There was sure, much movement. Sure. It all started with Luca. It all ended with Luca. Like, how does that look with Kawhi Leonard there, who himself is a ball dominant player, right? Who has improved as a little bit as a facilitator. And like, I just wonder. And look, these are NBA guys. It's not like a Brooklyn Nets because you heard that. Oh, it's only one ball. It's not so much that. It's just the playing styles. I wonder how they gel together as two guys on the same team. If that's even going to be the case. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, I mean, the two teams that are again rumored that O'Connor threw out there. Both teams are already, you know, the Mavericks are good. They're not great. Mm-hmm. They certainly need some help around Luka. The Heat can be, they can be borderline great, I think, with the current makeup that they have. As long as they don't screw it up. And, I, you know, you, you kind of have to trust Pat Riley, right? Yes. To make the right move. But, like, even if they would not get Kawhi, I would think the Heat next year would be on pace to have a really good season again, right? right. They, didn't, they, they didn't this year. They were awesome last year. But if Butler comes back, plays a full season like how they've drafted over the years, the way that they put this roster together, if they would make a move for Kawhi and do it the right way, oh my God. Right, and that, that would have to be a signing, right, because you can't trade for him. You have nothing left in terms of assets, so right. it can't be like a sign and trade deal. But, you know, like, what's interesting, too, is, like, the Heat's, I think, projections are all based on do Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo bounce back in terms of the way that they played, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't really have great years. But i got to say really quickly, in this piece, the one thing that I thought was more interesting than any of this Kawhi stuff, O'Connor mentions, what about... This team looking like instead of Paul George coming back, you're 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 dealing him at a peak in terms of his value. Damian Lillard, right? Getting that worked out. How about recruiting Kyle Lowry and then shipping off Paul George for some pieces or some draft picks to use as well? Like those kind of things, I think are really interesting. If that is the construction, because they desperately need a point guard, desperately. Well, if they had an opportunity to trade Paul George for Damian Lillard, if Damian Lillard, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard's great with like a really good point guard. Yeah, you saw in Toronto. Could you imagine Damian Lillard and Kawhi Leonard together? And oh, by the way, 
if you're the Clippers, you don't even hesitate. Oh, no. I love Paul. I'm more I, of a Paul I, George defender than anybody. See you, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I like Paul George, right? Right. Lillard is a complete game changer. Right. I mean, he's one of the... He's certainly at a different level than Paul George. Yes. Can you imagine them together? That'd be uh, insane. That'd be nuts. Be absolutely nuts. I would like to see that, actually. I, I don't know, though. You have Reggie Jackson. Do you start the yeah, Lillard over Reggie Jackson? I don't know. Jackson? You do. You can maybe, yeah. <laughs> Resign that guy. Can Ty Lue make it work? <laughs> So earlier in the week, we tried to get as much intel as possible for betting purposes on the July 4th hot dog eating contest. The GOAT, Joey Chestnut, joined us on Monday. We'll play some of his sound bites to see if you think he can go over 73 and a half dogs again this year. Exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the largest offer of live in-play options. BetRiver Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams of major sports and payouts and only one-time play through BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. The offer is valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. It's also available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. You must be... 21. So we've done a lot of coverage this week on the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, which comes up on Sunday, July 4th, a tradition unlike any other. Screw the Masters. Uh, We brought on George Shea this week, who's the MC of the event, does a bang-up job. He's so good with the hype. Mm -hmm. I I told him that he should teach a master class to become a hype man. Yeah. Right? He's that good. We talked odds with Johnny Avello from DraftKings yesterday. Currently, Joey Chestnut minus 33.35. The field plus $9.00. And the over-under on hot dogs eaten for Joey Chestnut, 73.5. The over is currently sitting at minus $2. The under is plus 150. He's gotten to 74 hot dogs or more twice in his career. Last year, he set the world record by eating 75 hot dogs and buns during the pandemic. And they were indoors for the first time, right? So we did. We were fortunate enough to also bring on the goat himself, Joey Chestnut. This goes back to Monday. And so you can kind of try to decipher for yourself what you think about some of his answers here. Can he get to 75 hot dogs again? Can he go over? Can he set the record? Um, Some of the sound bites from Joey. First of all, we got into that angle last year, like talking about the benefits, um, eating indoors instead of outdoors. Tell us about the advantages you had in 2020. It didn't hurt. Uh, yeah, I'll be honest. It, it's uh, you know I'm a, I'm a big boy, and uh, it, it not being outside in, in the humidity, uh, it probably helped me a little bit. And uh, and also, I think it's something else that is is a, a little bit uh, I'm talking about is there, there were less competitors last year, and and that uh, that made it easier for them to make the hot dogs really, really, really tasty. It, 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 instead of making two thousand hot dogs, I think they only had to make. 200 and 200 hot dogs it was easier for them to every one of them had more a little bit more time put into them and they were uh, they were tasty so when you hear that do you think to yourself well he did have a major advantage last year yep right piping hot hot dogs you didn't have to make 2000 like he said 
You're indoors. You're not as hot. It's not, you're not going to get that humidity. You're going to have the air conditioning cooling you off a little bit. I think the indoor after, after factor is like one of the biggest ones. Right, the fact that the, like this is record set for him. You mentioned what twice in his career going over that mark. Over this mark, yes. Right. Yep. The price that you're talking about going over that at minus two hundred, and given all the other factors around this, nothing against Joey. He's one of the most dominant athletes of our time. He absolutely but is. But getting to be plus one fifty on an under seventy three and a half. Come on. Okay. So that's the way I started to lean when we talked to him again on Monday. Then when you hear something like this, you might start to flip a little bit because we asked him what practices have been like leading up to the event this year. Well, you know, I, I think I still think I can touch 80, but, but I think right now in my age now that there's just a couple of the variables, that whether, it's, whether it's the hot dog condition or, or the temperature or, or, or even just like the, the, a little bit of rest. That it, I've noticed if I, if I don't sleep well the night before, there's little differences in the way my jaw works and, and, and my throat works. And uh, so, but even I've practiced this year. I've had practices this year that are just absolutely like like poetry in motion, where everything just lines up and everything. It, it's uh, it's beautiful. But uh, so if 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 things are working perfectly, uh, it, it, I mean, I definitely have record, and I I get hit, uh, and I I've I've hit eighty in practice. So so it, it's oh. so it, it's it's. It's uh, not not at all impossible. So then you hear that, and you're like, wait a second. You've actually whacked down 80, 80 in practice? Hit 80 in practice. Hold on huh? a second here, right? When things are, as he called it, poetry in motion. Right. Things are going beautifully for him. Like every day is a snowflake for him, evidently, right? It's like huh. a fingerprint. Every day is different. The hot dog juice that is squirting when every time you bite into it, yeah. it's the perfect temperature. He right. said, you know, he actually he got into detail that I sleep well the night before. Mm-hmm. How do my how does my jaw feel the the morning of the event when I'm eating the hot dogs? Do I have enough room in my stomach at the time? And he actually said that if he knew his body like he does now, back when he was like 22 years old, yeah. he would have just eight, eight, we probably laugh at 80. Yeah, because he he was just a, a great eater back then. He never knew his body. I'll put it this way though, right? Athletes always have a lot of immense confidence in themselves. Yeah, let's go back to last night really quickly. Luis Castillo's on the hill, right? He manager comes out. He's telling him over and over, "I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I got this." Bases loaded, tough jib, got one out. He proceeds to give it up, and you know, Padres tie the game. Sure. Sometimes athletes, you know, there's some confidence, and it's deservedly so, but maybe it's a little too much in certain situations. Okay, one more soundbite from Joey Chestnut, and he talked about when he knows things are going well during the event, and what we need to watch for when we have bets on him during the event on Sunday. I, I, can, tell, I can tell it's going to be a good day, and uh, things, things can still fall apart a little bit into the contest, but, but, but usually, usually that, that minute and a half into the contest, if, I've, if, uh, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm getting close to like 19 hot dogs a minute and a half in, and that, that means uh, I, I things are going perfect. If I'm getting like 40, 48 hot dogs five minutes in, five minutes in, uh, I, I, there should be, it, I'm right, right around in uh, that, that 75, 76 mark, and uh, maybe even a little bit higher. It, it, but that, that 48 hot dogs at five minutes in, is, uh, I, I know that, I, that, I, that the record should be going down. So those are specific benchmarks you need to watch for, right? Those are beautiful pictures. Yeah. And you know what? If your sports does any sports book offer like live wagering oh, you know, on the event? I was listening to that. Clip. That's exactly what came to my mind. And right. I, so 
Like if you're somehow, if a book offers live wagering and he has 19, think about that for a second, 19 in the first 90 seconds. That's ridiculous. And if he has 48 in the first five, he knows the record's going down. So you that would be tremendous, a, by the way. Can we get to that point one day in Nevada where we have live wagering on the hot dog contest? Do you think the algorithm factors that in? Right? <laughs> the live in game the live in game algorithm. They got that program uh-huh. that bad boy. Yeah. Just just a, just a, the number up, will he set the all time record? And yeah. when he gets to forty five and within five minutes, I don't know, seventy five is a big number to get to. He's done it twice. Um I don't know if I can bet the over. I Man, I just I I pray for a day in which uh, we get some numbers on all of these eaters, right? Totals. Over under, that might be a thing. Right, that could be a thing, and I'm not going to be surprised if they offer. They have best finishing position between a couple of uh, Mm -hmm. eaters on the male side going into the event as well. At some point, I think we might get there, right? Yep. Like, yeah, exactly right. How many dogs will breed meat? Right. Forty one and a half, whatever, and then alternate dogs as well. Zero to ten dogs. Sure. Give me the index props there. Mm -hmm. Up next, today's Major League Baseball card Uh, runs are up across the board with some numbers as well. Coincidence? I think not. That's coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Join the action on DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Just download the app. Use the promo code VSIN when you sign up to compete for cash prizes each week. Don't wait. Sign up now. New customers get a deposit bonus of up to $500. It's code VSIN when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, wants help, 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Got to be 18 or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See www.draftking.com for details. Still reading the uh, triple W's. Yeah, I, I, I always like think it. that when I see these. It, it, nowadays... There's no shot that any of us still type in, like, unless you're really old, you never go www dot, like, whatever, right? There's no way. No, there's absolutely no chance. And I, I like talking to, um, <coughs> you know, people of an older generation. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, like, I'm okay with technology. I'm absolutely not advanced. Um, but I like talking to, like, my mom and other people about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, just like picking up on what they call stuff. A lot of older people call it like the Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Or follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash whatever it is. Like, who, what? Twitter.com. Is that even a thing? <laughs> is, that, is that what you can do that? I didn't even know. The, uh, the day Facebook died for me was the day my mom added me. I deleted my Facebook that day. Oh, man. It's amazing how many people want to connect on Facebook and that's it. Yeah. That's the only way to communicate. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't even, I don't even know my login. I, don't, I hate it. I, yeah. I despise Facebook. So one friend that you'll know, Taylor Burden, yeah. one of our old colleagues out here in Vegas, he came back from the Czech Republic the other day. He, he moved out there. And he goes, yeah, I tried to find you on Facebook and invite you. I'm like, dude, it's 2021. Yes. Like, <laughs> like come on. I, either tweet me, text me, whatever. Like, Facebook, let's go. My mom got it. I'm out. So my, my father-in-law, great dude. He's actually very advanced when it comes to technology. But he, he only will communicate via Facebook Messenger. That's it. So, <laughs> you, so can, you can send him a text. Hey, Bernie, our house is on fire. Right? He gets back. He would through. respond 36 hours later. Oh, is everything okay? <laughs> You, you got to tell me on Messenger. It's like, good God, you know how to use everything. That's the worst, too. When you, because my wife used to do this all the time where it was like we would be carrying conversations on two different mediums. Like you'd be texting yeah. her, but then she'd be Snapchatting me something. And it's like, can we, okay, can we consolidate this down, please? Yes, right. Limit where where one, are we please. talking? Either on the phone or text or something. Uh, that's ridiculous. It's, like, yeah, everything all right. It really is frustrating. But you got kidnapped. <laughs> yes, a week and a half later. Right. I was out of the loop, you know. Um, a couple of tweets I wanted to get into regarding runs scored in Major League Baseball. This is uh, during the week. So uh, Paul Hembo on Twitter. He's at twitter.com slash Paul Hembo. Uh, highest scoring days of the MLB season. June thir- This is total runs per game on a given day. Okay. June 30th, 13.6 runs per game. May 8th, 11.8 runs per game. May 21st, 11.5. June 28th had 11.4 runs scored per game that day. Two of the top four within the last three days. Again, this is earlier in the week. Baseball's crackdown, as he points out, on foreign substances is working like a charm. Jeff Passan, ESPN, quote uh, tweeted and said, uh, yeah, yesterday, meaning the day before, was baseball's highest scoring day of the season so far. Two lines of demarcation. June 3rd, when it was reported Major League Baseball would crack down, and June 21st, when it enforced the rule, April 1 through June 2nd, the slash line, 236, 312, 395. June 3rd through the 20th, 247, 317, 417. I know I'm throwing a lot of numbers at you for the Mm -hmm. radio audience, but June 21st through the 30th, 245, 326, 414. So essentially, the slash lines have gone up, 
runs per game. You're seeing a major increase in a short amount of time here. And it's, uh, there's absolutely no surprise. So that said, why am I betting first five unders this week? Mm -hmm. I bet two of them, and they were both over the first five total in the first inning. I should have my head examined. Right. Well, and, and the thing that sticks out to me on, on the slash lines, because, right, you, you get a slight dip in, in the average, but consistently on those three lines of demarcation that pass and points out, the on-base percentage goes up in each one of them. Mm -hmm. Lack of command, more guys walking, right, things like that. And so, you know, while the, the batting average always, you know, all those other things, you know, catch your eye, to me it is the gradual increase of guys just getting on base because that is going to help you out, but that also indicates less command for a lot of these guys in terms of the grip on the baseball. I think you're spot on with that analysis. So you actually, the, the game that you liked yesterday got rained out. Yeah. You liked uh, a team total over for the Yankees in the game against the Angels. Now today the Angels, they go back home and they start a series with Baltimore. Suddenly a red-hot Orioles team. Yes. But they are sending out uh, Aiken to the mound, who a very small sample size, but the numbers are not good. 38 innings pitched. He's 0-4 with a 7-1-1 ERA. The FIP is 4.90, uh, high walk rate, gives up home runs, and the BAP is, he's been unfortunate with the BAP at 345. On the flip side, you have uh, your guy Canning going for yep. the Angels today. Did and you see some runs scored here? Yeah, I mean, look, I think the handicap with Canning remains essentially the same, right? Which is, last few starts, he's been really good, ERA under three, but expect a fielding independent over five, has some issues in keeping the ball down in terms of the fly balls. Fly ball, ground ball, fly ball ratio under 0 0.8, which is, you know, for him, obviously it's lower than usual, but that's still really bad. The Angels Park as well, relatively friendly to the home runs, especially since the last couple of years when they lowered that right field wall. So, like, those are all sort of things that I think are going to be problems for uh, Canning. The question you have here is, do you think this Orioles lineup has the potential to get to him in that regard? Because I think this Angels lineup totally has the oh. ability, oh, right, to get to Aiken. So, I think that's why you see, I mean, it, it's shaded to the under right now. But it's not surprising to see a nine and a half here, and I wouldn't be surprised as that goes to see it maybe adjust a little bit more in terms of that total because you were talking about nine and a half and the under minus one twenty. You're still in that range, but this has the potential to be a high scoring game given the sides and both what's going on here. Yeah. So overall, first three months I've had a pretty decent baseball season, but it's it's frustrating when again in pitching matchups, right? Mm -hmm. Betting first five unders and they go over in the first inning. On the flip side, you know I'm expecting. The, the bad out outings to continue by Matt Harvey and Carlos Martinez, and they come out there, and I'm not going to say they threw gems, but they were actually okay in their starts, and, you know, those games stayed under, and they didn't, you know, the, uh, the opposing teams didn't score, like, many runs at all right. against those two guys. And that's basically a couple starts now in a row for Harvey, if I'm not mistaken, and this Car Martinez was against the Diamondbacks, I get that, but here you have all these runs scored, and I make cases, and I bet, you know, against Martinez and Harvey, and, oh, okay, they're, they're, they're okay. They're fine. They're good to go. Oh, sure. Baseball. Bottle <laughs> right. of whiskey and a revolver. Yep. And and it, what's interesting, too, I think about this whole thing with, with offenses and it going up, there was already the the wild and unknown factor of bullpens coming into these games. Oh, and and that's, when, that's when the, the, you know, the ball was essentially dead and the grip, all of that kind of stuff, when they were allowed to use spider tack. Now... You don't have the advantage as a pitcher. You still have the wild nature of these bullpens and what's going to happen going forward. Like these end of games continue to be, I think, relatively interesting in what's going to happen with a lot of the. Look at the end of the, the the Yankees and Angels game just a couple of days ago. Sure. What happened yesterday with the Padres and the Reds? Like there's so many different aspects yep. that's going to change these things in terms of late game scoring and the volatility that you're going to see in a lot of these. I think it was the same day this week where a team got out to a 7 nothing lead or they scored seven runs in the first inning. 
like the Cubs did against the Brewers. That was nuts. And they lost. Yep. Like that happened twice. What's happening here? Yeah. That's absolutely silly. And if you go back again before baseball announced that they were going to crack down on all the uh, foreign substances, like any given day, we'd come in here. Look at this. Four teams scored one run or zero last night. Five teams scored one. It was every game was like low scoring, no hitting, nothing's happening. And now it just completely flipped. You got to love how a sport just changes the rules in a major fashion here in the middle of the season. Yeah. And and there is... There's a deeper conversation that there is some danger, right? We, you know, we've heard pitchers before. Scherzer has said it, right? The fact that if you don't have as much command, that is a little bit more dangerous for a lot of these hitters. Mm-hmm. And, and Major League Baseball deserves criticism for doing this so late in the year. Should have done it before the season started. Regardless, in terms of viewership, now this becomes a lot more interesting as a viewer. Maybe the games get a little bit longer, but who cares if you get in action? Like it's totally worth the trade-off. Yep. Uh, Giants take on the Diamondbacks. How about Kelly again last night? Yep. And uh, we brought that game up specifically because. Uh, I think I might be going overboard if I say that you like Kelly, but you made a case for Kelly in recent times here on the show and on the network. And it, uh, if, if you bet the Diamondbacks again last night, well, you were a winner. Yep, Merrill Kelly has had some really solid number. And just yeah. think about it from this perspective, the way that we know about this Diamondbacks team, they have won his last three starts, Merrill Kelly. Like, he has done a really good job. And they in don't terms win of, games. No, and over those three, by the way, we're talking about seven innings, six innings, seven innings, and a total of four runs over that course. He has been really good, and this is—he's a really good example. You would look at it and go four sixty-seven. All right, that guy's trash. This is why advanced analytics help you out because the underlying numbers tell you that he's getting a little unlucky in certain situations, and that at certain prices he is worth backing. Especially when you're talking about plus price at home, and now you're talking about six plus innings and three consecutive starts, sure. and they have won all three. Not bad, you know. So at one point this week, the team was actually what thirty-eight games below five hundred. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I think so, yeah. When they were like 22 and 60, I believe, mm-hmm. on the Double season. Sick. So if you think about that. Yeah, 22 and 60. Okay. A full season, if a team is 40 games below 500, they're 61 and 101. That's 40 games below 500. Before the All-Star break, we have a team in baseball that was 38 games below 500. <laughs> That's so Like crazy. that should absolutely be impossible. Yep. Seriously. And they're on pace to win you know, 50 games or fewer. It's so crazy how bad they are, Surely especially what, in baseball. Like, there's so many moving parts. Yeah, so many guys that get involved in terms of a play-to-play basis. Right. So many one-on-one matchups. Like to be that bad consistently. Red Sox and um, Ace tonight, big series out west in Oakland. Rodriguez take uh, takes on Montas, and uh, this opened up. Actually, Frankie opened up a dollar ten here at Circa, and uh, the Red Sox were even money. Boston took some money on the overnights. Rodriguez. The ERA, not great, 5.83, but the FIP, look yep. at that, 3.58. Two runs better, almost 11 Ks per nine, and he's been very unfortunate with the bad bit at 3.74. I might be on the Red Sox in this game tonight. It, this kind of a park helps him too, right? You know, getting a little home, park, un, yeah. un, unlucky with the home runs in the terms of the home run to fly ball ratio. A park like this actually might help him out a little bit more than anything else. I'd be with you on that. Yeah, and uh, well, going back to the Diamondback series, it's Wood versus Gallon tonight. And I've, I've liked Gallon over the past couple of years when he was with the Marlins and then when he went to Di- the Diamondbacks. Um, like the guy, think he's good. His numbers are, you know, they're they're actually pretty decent. But again, he's on a bad team. Like he's almost, he's 10 and a half Ks per nine. Yep. The walks though are insane. It's more than four per game. You can balance out a lot of walks with a lot of strikeouts. So he, he can do that for the most part. But last year, you know, the walks were a little fewer. You got to cut those down a little bit. The longest streak in 90 years was snapped last night. Details next.
365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.